you seen OS? Sorry? OS. You seen it? No, I haven't. No. You seen OS? No. Have you seen OS? Have you seen OS? You seen OS? San Antonio, welcome to Puto S-A-F-C. Shout it. Clayton's here. Clayton, we're in your house. Yeah. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's going on. That, that's one level that it works on. We're in the pod house. Yeah. we have. I don't think we've ever done this before. Never. Yeah. And it's not just you and me. It's Pee-wee. Mama's away. <laughs> the cats will play. <laughs> Pee-wee, Pee-wee's here as well, the dog. And uh, They're our co- co-host, Pee-wee. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, yeah, welcome to, to my house, Matthew. Our house. I used to... Uh, that's That touched a little vibe on me, Clayton. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to sing that song, but we'd do like our house, and then our city, and then our, our town, our city, our state, and like our universe it seemed, in the middle of the... It seems like there would be like an English chant based on that song, don't you think? Ooh. Like, there's pro- You think there's probably a team somewhere that has like, you know, their song that they... Like, uh, I mean, it's, it's like our house, right? Your stadium. And then, like, it's a, like paying tribute to your players and stuff like that. Surely there's a, there's should, a team. You should turn that into an SFC champ. Oh, man. I wish I was that original. Boom, boom. In the middle well, of It's like, team. I provide the baseline. How about that as a sampling? Don't those guys get paid these days that, like, create, the, kinda, beat, create the beats? It's got a good drum line to it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Dun, dun. In the middle of our street. Yeah, exactly. You know, like... But it doesn't really go anywhere. You're in our house, <laughs> and this is where you'll get beat. So, oh, see, Ooh. look at that right there. Yeah, uh-huh. but you'd have to actually go to the cheering section to do that. You know that's not a me thing. You know that's not a me thing. <laughs> it's a lot of standing and organization and cheering. And- but anyway, it's good for us to be back look at, looking at each other's... Hey! Pretty faces, dude. We won't over-talk each other as much, listeners. I don't know. I, sometimes I think I'm a better listener when I know that I have to really try. Like, when you're, you know, like, if you're on the other end of the telephone and I can't read your expressions and, like, know where you're going with things, you know, I have to listen harder. Oh. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. You're not distracted by the Man City-West Ham game on repeat like I am right now? No, because, I, I mean, I know what happened and I didn't get to see it, but, uh... And I did see the goals. Spoiler, it'll be coming back in free kicks tonight. Okay. So, listeners, we're in the Hayden house. Yep. In the 09. Yep. Lap of luxury here. Eh. Have a little night in. I got, I got <laughs> what I need. I, I, I got what I need. <laughs> and 
what else? It's good to see you, Clayton. Yes. Cheers. It's good to be back in my house in the middle of my street. Uh, I've been away. You've been away. But now we're back together, and we're here to talk about SAFC. How was San Diego? Man, it was uh, me recognizing that traveling is not going to be relaxing necessarily anymore, but that doesn't mean it can't be really cool and fun. Because you were there with your wife and your kids. Yes. Like I talked about on the, on the last pod, we were in San Diego. I went to the game. And do you want my impressions about, uh, about the San Diego Loyal venue? Yes, because this is your... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. You don't need to pause it. But keep talking. I, I want to get something. I want to put something on. This is, if I'm not mistaken, your second away game. Yes. Because yes. La- listeners, if you are not aware, last year we did a little mancation, a little soccer bros puto trip up to Colorado Springs to see SAFC at the Springs in, yes, you're so loyal, in your loyal hat. And it's Pride Night, dude. It was Pride Night. No, it's always Pride Night in San Diego. Yeah, Loyal, well, I, I, I don't know about that. I think that's their giving, logo. They, they were giving away hats. That's a free hat? Yeah, this is a free hat. Whoa, let me see that. Not only a free hat, offered to us by a San Diego Loyal fan. Wait, for all fans or because you were there? No, like, the, so, let me, so, first of all. Um, this is not their normal logo. No, You're it's right. not. It's it was got a little Pride, Pride Night. Night action, but it's their logo on a black hat with some, uh. With with rainbow stuff going across the crest, it's so so. They were they were handing them out a flat brim, Clayton. That's so like so I'm gonna go get on my board or my electric bike. And but anyway, let me tell you. So this stadium um, is on the University of San Diego's or University of San, uh, University of San Diego's campus. The yes. private the private university. What's it called? There. It's called the University of San Diego, I think. Sta- the stadium is oh, like... Torero Stadium. Yeah, the Toreros. There it is. So, it is up on this, this... The university itself is up on a big, tall... A big, high bluff overlooking San Diego um, off the five. And it is a really neat, beautiful campus. Like, okay. the Spanish architecture, like... Re- and I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Catholic university... And uh, hmm. and it's private, and I know it's really expensive. But anyway, that I mean that doesn't mean. So, much. do you park on at the stadium? So or you have to like traverse the campus. So I'm there with I'm there with uh, with my wife, her friend, and our two children. Oh, so we goodness. have five we have five total people there, and we pull up, and they have like a permit parking, like like SAFC does on the campus. And I I roll down the window to an actual police officer who's working traffic. I'm like, man, I'm not from here. I don't have any, I don't have any permits or anything like that. No, any parking permits. And he's like, just go park right there, man. And I just parked like in a regular parking space on the campus. Um, and just it was beautiful. The sun was setting, or not even setting yet, but like you said, the picture going down. And we we walk up this hill, and the stadium is very cool. It's built so it's so it's the it's the university like it's their football field and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's a multi-purpose field, but so it's so it's big enough for soccer. It looks like a high school stadium in Texas. It does look size like size wise. It, size wise, yes, and that's a very good point. The, I'll the get, stands I'll get to that. don't go all the way around. But what's really neat about it is it's built down into the ground on this bluff, so it kind of has like like the University of Michigan's like where it's, you're walking to street level. And you're like, oh, the, the stands don't go up very high, but the field's set way down below. And then the, the stands are built like kind of into this 
into the side of a mountain or like a hill. It's got like the Greek amphitheater. Yes, style. very much Built so. Built on a hillside. Very much so. And meanwhile, it, it also has a view back over the city of San Diego and like the cloud. So it looks like kind of a city in the clouds almost, like in like the Empire. So very cool, very cool environment. They have a courtyard like right on the outskirts of the like where like their their uh, athletic department is attached to and stuff like that. And this like cool little courtyard where they had beer vendors set up, like a bunch of different micro brews so is this, and food vendors. Are we talking like Trinity Stadium on steroids? Yes. Not Alamo Stadium. No. Well, but kind of a combination of that. It's got some history to it uh-huh. and some charisma. And like, it has, oh, so it's not like a 2018 stadium. No, it's not new. It's mm. very old. It's got these old stone uh, crosses that like go above their um, the um, above their press box. Like very cool looking, like that have been carved out of stone, and there's all this stone around it and stuff like that. And the the bleachers look like high school bleachers, and they don't have individual seats; they are bleacher seats all throughout, mm. like um, on both sides. So and it's on the cheap. Yes, yes. I mean, it's the school stadium for a Division three school, you know, or oh, whatever. Oh, so it is like Trinity. Yeah, but you know, bigger, obviously. But but it's got a lot of money. I mean, like, and it, and it's it's nice, and like, and and it was. It was pretty full, so oh, okay. I'm guessing maybe close to five thousand, four thousand, four and a half thousand, something like that. But I mean, it's a cool venue. I don't know how much growth they could have, you know, like as San Diego loyal in that like environment, and if they're looking for anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But it provided a very cool atmosphere. Like it was, it seemed very family friendly. Yeah, and like people weren't causing problems or ruckus, and but it also didn't have the this is just where you go take the kids for a night out because you don't want to stay in the house kind of vibe. Their their supporters section seemed was very big and lively, and uh, and it, it had a, it had the feeling of something different than just another uh, just another USL game. Oh, you know, like okay, like, I like amongst their fans too. And people saw us. We were all wearing SAFC gear in some way, shape, or form, and nobody like said it. Like people were very nice, to, like and like. Like, hey, man, good luck. And, like, you know, um, and, like, oh, San Antonio is a very cool city. Like, there were a lot of military people there that said, like, hey, I was stationed in San Antonio and stuff mm. like that. So, so, but but knowledgeable and, like, having a good time. Yeah, the, the atmosphere on TV was pretty good. And the TV angle was way down. So, were you behind the benches? Did you sit where you no, said you... we we, oh. we ended up buying seats on the side that they broadcast from. Yeah. So we didn't. So bench yeah, side. That's like, and those benches super, are like super steep. You can like, see on TV behind the bench. It's like a twenty foot wall. It's very, it's very like it kind of has like the at Minnesota or like at a Borussia Dortmund that kind of feel. You know, like yeah. the wall. Well, you know what I'm saying on TV when they show the coach, you just see a concrete. Oh yeah, you, you can't see the rocks see them. behind them. You can't see them yeah. from where you're sitting. Like there, I so I couldn't. I, I, try, I tried to go behind the bench and be supportive and stuff like that, and I couldn't because it's like directly, and then they're tucked underneath you. It's like an, it's like an, over, an overcropping in a rock, in like in a rock wall. Yeah, it's all your an fault. An outcropping. So it does have Alamo Stadium vibes then, yeah, after all. Yeah, sure. So we didn't even sit in our seats because I was worried about the kids because it was so steep. Like if one of them tripped or fell or something like that. And so, but what they did have, they had like, you know, the special needs seating where you can sit like in the individual seats. Uh-huh. Nobody was using those. And you know what at SAFC where they like, they won't let you just sit there to kill Never. time. Uh, we just, my whole family just sat there and you could see the game actually better from where we were because it's not up very high. Are they at the top of the stadium? Yes. How many rows deep is it? 
A, B, C, D, E, F, like seven or eight. It's, That's it's, it. It's only like seven or eight rows deep. Whoa. Yeah. Can I – okay, last year we went to Colorado Springs. Yep. We, we know SAFC. Ooh. I'm going to give you a couple numbers and you can bounce off them. Okay. So one to ten is my scale. SAFC uh, – I'll give SAFC like an eight because it's far from downtown. Like everything in the stadium is great, perfect. But everything outside of town, like around the stadium, there's nothing, right? Right. Colorado Springs, great stadium, downtown. We went last year. Uh, what would you have give Colorado Springs 1 to 10? Um, and you're giving San Antonio an 8. What huh? you, yeah, what would you say for San Antonio? Um, or, I don't know if I'd give San Antonio an 8. I think 8 is... But I mean, I, I don't have enough other USL experiences. Sure. Okay. So like, what do you want to give San Antonio then? Okay, I... Are we taking into consideration like MLS stadiums, European stadiums, all that kind of stuff? It's up to you. All right, I, I give I give SAFC a seven. Yeah, that's fine. I like, and then I give Colorado probably about the same. Yeah, a, about the same. Yeah. Um, the the vibe at their place was a little hoity-toity, like on that one side. Remember where they had like their boxes, like but were like closed off, and they had like serving trays, like. Sterling silver serving trays and stuff like that. And it just seemed like the junior leagues night out. It seemed a little minor league too. That stadium was pretty small, right? Maybe yeah. five, six thousand. Designed pretty neat though. Beautiful. With, Amazing. And, and the setting, you know, Beautiful. that bumps it up and everything like it that. It just seems small. And I did like the, 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 I remember the beers just being outrageously expensive. <laughs> they and, were 24 ounce beers. I know, but like. But SAFC has the expandability. So it's like worth something and we want more. Colorado Springs seemed like a double-A stadium of, like, a little tiny stadium. Yeah, it, I see what you're saying. I get it. Like, limiting a little bit. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, like, the design itself was really cool. Fantastic. And the setting's very cool. And, I mean, the fact that it was in, like, walkability to all those bars So, what'd you like give that, them? I gave them, what, one less than, SA, than, than SAFC. Oh, six? Yeah. Ooh, a six. Yeah. That's pretty harsh. I didn't like the standing section that we were in. I'd say if we're at eight... The Springs is a seven. It's a okay. less. All right. We're, it's more or less. Okay. I'm just being large. What do you get San, San Diego? Diego? San Diego, um, about the same as SAFC. Se- I thought it was really cool. Seven or eight. Yeah. Unique. I thought it was very unique. And the, and like, and I know it like it's just, just renting a college's stadium and it, but it, but it didn't have like, it didn't have, you're not, didn't look like you were on a football field. Did it? Not at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't it, know it. It's a multi-purpose stadium. You know, yeah. is what they call it. You know, like it's the UCSD multi-purpose But there's stadium. no track. No, there was no track around yeah. which allowed it to, you know, be big enough for soccer and stuff like that. Now, I can't remember how close they are to the sidelines and stuff like that because I couldn't. Oh, yeah. Well, they're, they're real close to the sidelines. I'll tell you about the TV. Okay. You didn't watch any of the TV, did you? I didn't go back and watch any of the highlights. The TV experience. Oh, no, that's not true. I did watch the highlights today. It's beautiful, pretty, good sound. Uh... In one corner, you couldn't see. There was like a structure, and the cameraman would kind of like follow the player and then stop. And then the player would go take the corner kick. So whatever. And then there was a steep grade, so you had a pretty good view. But Clayton, I'm kind of shifting gears. Are you ready to shift gears yeah, for a second? Yeah, sure. Did you know that they showed ads during the game? Ooh. Well, that's a broadcast decision, though. That's not like... Yes. You know, like... So that doesn't have anything to do with the venue or the setup or the or, or ratings. My, I have, I wrote this down just so I could oh. say it. Yes, Clayton, during the game. Yeah, that's... despite me paying nine ninety nine a month on ESPN, 
they would small screen it and have an ad with the sound of the ad and then bring it back. Yeah, I did notice they had like scrolling like ele- electronic Ooh. stuff going on. In the stadium. Yeah, in the stadium. I didn't remember that, but that makes yeah. sense. So, whatever. It's a financial decision, I guess. I don't want to see that anymore, Clayton. I don't ever want to pay money to watch a game and have ads played. Yeah. During the game. Yeah, I get that. That would be frustrating. How was their commentary crew? It seemed, I watched on the highlight stuff, seemed very low-key, casual, like former player or something like <laughs> oh, that. What, you had like Jekyll and Hyde. You had the main dude. I almost muted it because he was so rah-rah. It was like going to SeaWorld or something and like, yeah, look at that dolphin jump. <laughs> every center, every cross, every goal kick, every corner kick was, oh, here we go. And then the color guy was a former player who was too chill and too San Diego. He was very, like, he's probably from around there somewhere. I didn't like him. He was fine. He was knowledgeable, maybe. I get it. But he was too chill. So you had, like, rah-rah guy and boring guy. And it was annoying. It was very homey. Which, you know what? It's a little fun that they had a little home team crew. And they were super in the bag for the loyal. They were so into him. So. It was, I and, like... The little like uh, tailgate stuff they had going on, like in this in this courtyard, was very cool. It was it wasn't huge, you know, like but it was like a bunch of different breweries. Did you participate? And, uh, yeah, man, we had some drinks. And, Is that in the stadium? Yeah, or outside? no, it's like you showed your ticket, uh-huh. and then and and then you're in like there walking around. They like then they had vendors back behind the supporter section, and then they had like another little like v, not VIP section, but like another little section on the back side to kind of, so people would be spaced out, not all concentrated, but still inside the stadium. So you could stand around and watch the game, but still kind of mull around in, in that, you know? That's cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Kind of like the end zone we used to have that they never really used for anything at the end of our stadium. Yeah, exactly. But nice. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a million degrees. Oh my God, it was so <laughs> gorgeous. I think I sent you and Tanner a picture of like the sun setting and like, and, just the, the breeze is coming in. And like I said, it's like this being in the city in the clouds in, uh, in the Empire Strikes Back. Like, because oh. there's like the sea haze, you know, kind of like going over the beat and like, and so you're, and you're up there in the haze because you're up on like on a bluff, you know, like overlooking the city. Huh. So very, just very cool. Very cool vibe. And then the game got played. <laughs> oh, are we going there and now? Then, and then the game got played. You ready for this? Yeah, give it to him. 3-0, San Diego 3, SAFC 0, all second half goals, 65th minute, E. Conway, 72nd minute, G. Stoneman, 77th minute, K. Vassal. So, 12-minute span, three goals for the home team. Um, when I looked for the starting, when I saw the starting lineup, Ooh. Uh, I was like, huh. And What jumped out at you? Well... What jumped out at me was that they didn't show the players on the bench. And and I had seen the injury report. Lengthy. My goodness. <laughs> so maybe the reason maybe they can't show the kids' names on the bench because the only bench players we had that weren't juveniles were Nicky Hernandez and uh and uh and Abdul Salam. We took we took eleven starters. Those two guys and four uh, academy kids. Really? To play the number two team in the... Uh, Is that right? Yeah, man. It was all... Dude, Charlie 
My Charlie, my four-year-old at halftime goes, what are all those kids doing out there? And he was talking about our guys warming up. And I looked over. I thought it was like the San Diego surf. Welcome. And they were going to play like a little fucking, uh, like a little exhibition game. Like the San Diego surf was going to play. And it was, we had four kids from. Who we get? Solskar, I guess. Yeah, Holt. Yeah, Holt. Um, and two names I didn't really remember. Maybe the goalie. Maybe like. The yeah. juvenile, the our juvenile goalie, yeah, and then I didn't maybe the fourth name I didn't recognize, but um, but yeah, man, we just had two healthy non-juvenile substitutes. So injured because I wrote this down too. Loera, yes. Collier, yes, a, uh, Abu, Abu, injured? yes, yes, uh, Patino, red card, yes. right? Oh, and they weren't all injuries, but available. Who yeah. else? Uh, I, I um, okay. And um, we must have another center back, right? Or is Manly the center back cover? Yeah, Manly's the center back cover. Like, it, but anyway, it, that that's just what it was. Everybody else that we have on the team, like, was injured or out with a red card suspension. So, I, but I didn't. I I wasn't like I wasn't like going into the game thinking to myself, oh man, woo, we're in trouble. But San Diego played a good game of soccer. They they um they were really good in the back yes. at playing out of our pressure yes. and finding to, like most of the teams that we played so far with this pressure have not they panic and just hit it down the line or try to hit it into the channel. They were pinging like forty yard driven balls across with both feet and stuff like that. Or find or the center back would come up. And then he and then he and they would find him. Goalie was playing. Yes, like a center the goalie back. was good with his feet as yeah. well. And their number ten, their uh, their 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 number ten, Alejandro Guido. Yes, really good player. <laughs> I didn't remember watching him with all our U.S. national junior national teams, but he played at every level, like the fifteen, think, the seventeen, the under. He was really good at like a, one of the World Cups. I think he has a full national team cap. I, I don't know about that. He's he, one of those Tijuana guys, right? Yeah, he, he was with Zolos, and, yeah. and then and then he got into our system, and he's he's down there. Man, he him and the guy out wide, uh, what? Nick Moon. Moon, Moon. He just ate Manley's lunch. Like, or, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say it like that. He he was yeah, giving he, Manley a lot to handle. He did eat Manley's lunch. He was fucking good, man. He was in the first half. He was right in front of me, in front of us, and he was with the ball, his quickness, and like he was megging people and then playing like good little reverse passes, and he had Manly just in a tizzy. But I, anyway, but my, my general point oh, is they did a they they're a good team and they they really worked us. They made the field big. Yes, they did. And we made they made us look very small. Yeah, like when when our three guys finally converge on the run and jump trap. And they can play out of it. That's trouble. And you got to work hard. Sixty and, yards away. Yeah, and like and and I mean, it wore us down. It, little, wore, it wore us down. Little Connor Maloney, Maloney's running all around. Him and Dylan, all over. Him and Dylan were just and PC were just working their asses off, like to the point where I felt bad. And they weren't dominating us. It's just that's the way we're going to try to play. And if they if the other team can do that, then we then our fitness level. Has to, and then 
And then when we do create chances, we got to finish them. You know what I'm saying? Because the other team's going to get chances. Yeah, we did have a few chances. We had chances. But we I, didn't. I wrote down uh, 18 shots um, to nine. So, like, we still had nine shots, you know? In the first half, it was even a six to five. For sure, yeah. But it's funny you say about tiring out because they got the goals before we subbed. And it was a short week for us, wasn't it? No, now it's the short week. But anyway, go ahead. They scored before we subbed. Yeah. So I want to say, oh, we didn't have the subs, but they did score before we subbed. They did. It was coming in the second half. That's what. Second it, half. That's what I got written down at the goal. It was coming. Yeah, they they, they kind of took over towards the end of the first half, and they and came the start out of the hot. second half. They did. They figured it out. So I watched all of it, but the internet in Colorado was laggy. So about the first twenty minutes of the second half, their first goal I didn't see. And I rewatched it today. Boy, the first twenty minutes of the second half. That they, Guido guy. That Guido guy just took over. Well, they're and, all of and, them though. And, and all like, of them. Yeah, they they could. They were turning us. They were creating space. Their their guys were making overlapping runs. It was it was good soccer to watch. They they played a good brand of soccer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I also say this. Sam Dinneran had a bad game. Oh. He kept falling down and slipping. He he his his touches were not good. Yeah, you you he could t- he just he, it wasn't that he looked disinterested. He just things just didn't go. He just had one of those games where things did not go right for him. He had a couple of chances to take a guy one v one and get a shot off, and he, like he made the wrong decision. Yeah, he just didn't look quite in sync or he, something. It didn't. He he just didn't. And and you know what? Those games are going to happen. He's he's been on for us so much. I'm not gonna. But I like there were a couple times that he that he tripped and fell and like. Took a giant chunk of like turf out and stuff. It was just like just one of those games, you know. Uh, well, if we're calling out, like, whenever I describe the pod to people, I'm like, yeah, we talk about the team, we talk about players. Clayton, you brought it up already, but Manly was off. Woo! He was getting scorched. That guy, that Moon guy, just had his number. Didn't and look, he? look. Because I was watching today and I was thinking about it as I watched because I knew the score. And he wasn't playing as one of the three center backs. That's what I'm getting at, Clayton. Yeah. Is on rewatch, I'm watching it thinking, you know what? Like, it's fine to get beat one-on-one, but you're the right wing back. Like, you're the four. You have cover. Why aren't you just marking him up to begin with? Get on Moon and stay with him. Like, because there's three guys standing in the middle just hanging out. Yeah. Guarding one dude. Right. If they're if they're doing that, then you need to be pressed up on that guy. Manly gave too much space, and then if you're going to do that, then you better dominate in the one v one. And he just got no. And torched. offensively, he didn't offer anything really Nothing. forward. He was even out of position a few times. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like we talk about putting people in the right position to succeed mm. and stuff like that. Not really his position, is it? That's what I was wondering. I don't think it is. Man. I, went, I think he. I think he either plays in the back with a back four as as. As an outside, as a right back, or as a back three, in a back three, as a center back. Yeah, I went back and looked. I didn't realize that was his fourth start in a row. Yeah, I mean, since he came back from injury, he's been playing. Has he been playing out there? See, I thought that we played him right as, center back. Right? I think we played him as right center back. We Camiri's out sometimes. Yeah, but we, but but, but he had, this wasn't his first game doing that. The opener, he was in that position. This yes. position. Yeah. Uh, but and, and and Maloney was back in the middle. Well, and he oh. didn't play. He didn't play bad. Oh, then that and it, was, and it was Shannon Gomez on the other side. Can we transition? Yeah. Oh well, pointing that out, 
Nothing came down the left. I thought Gomez was good. I disagree with you. Yes, nothing came down his side. He was lights oh, out. Oh, I see what you're saying. And yeah. so watching and the he game. he was getting forward. Like, he wasn't always creating any, but, but he was trying to go forward and be positive. I was, this may have, this is, was Shannon Gomez's best game. Yes. Like, I remember thinking that to myself. So, just looking back at the chances in my head, it's like, look, I'm not saying Manley's a bad player, but when every, they all came through Gomez. every single chance they got came down the right. Yeah. Where, oh, well, no. Where Manley le- is. Yes, Manley's right-hand side, yes. And then Gomez was playing on the left this game. Yep. No issues. And Zero. him and Maloney were combining and getting forward, and they just didn't have that final quality in the final third. Like, to take to – take, the chances that you need to take on the road were not taken, you know? No, yeah, that's true. If we, if we popped one in first half, different game. Yeah, you know? And they – like I said, they, they, it, it didn't look like in the back there were problems really. Now – on two of their goals, guys slid in between. Look, our back three were kind of playing a zone. Let's, both Kamiri, Tainer, and Garcia. Okay, I agree, and that's what I thought. But I went and watched him today, all and right? Bitteran let his guy go. On, Can I on, talk you through him? Yeah, please Two do. guys. Yeah, let's do that. First goal, it's a free kick. They play it short. One of our th- – oh, no, they play it sideways. Yeah. The guy dribbles in. No center mids come to get him. But on the play – Free service. Free service, Jordy Dellum is marking a dude. He's marking oh, that guy. The guy makes a sort of weird slow run, and Dellum just watches him. Yep. And he scores on the rebound, so, like, at least try. Like, try a little harder. Yeah. And then the second one, short corner. Oh, that was, a dinner, that was a dinner and let him go. That second one was Sam a dinner run. And so it kind of looks like it's Tanner and Kamiri are just standing, not marking anybody, but... A dinner end didn't follow. A dinner end, they didn't attack the ball, but a dinner end didn't track his guy. At least put a body on him. Put an arm on him. Because I don't think a dinner end is supposed to be playing zone there. I think he's supposed to be man marking. For maybe, sure. Maybe Tanner, Kamiri, and Garcia are supposed to be along the six. Yes, and they are. Yeah. But both times they're flat-footed, but the dude is unmarked with a guy at one yard on the wrong side of him. Sure. Like, so we, well, one-on-one marking on set pieces, free kicks. That seems, to be, that seems to be our bugaboo, right? We, yeah. on our set, we've given up goals on set pieces this season, and we've talked about necessarily whose fault it is. Like, and sometimes it's it, but like this part zone, part man-to-man marking is, is, is tough for me, man. I, just, I, I, I don't think it's tough. Each of these goals, it wasn't that a player was unmarked, and it's confusion, there's a fucking – pardon me. There's a guy on the first goal and the second goal, and they just don't follow him. They're not active enough. Like, yeah, so either – like, it'll be all zone or all man-to-man. No. We have these guys with people assigned oh, to Mark. supposed them. to be, right. So, Mark well. Like, just because you <laughs> have mean, three guys – Work harder. Work harder. Like, what I'm thinking is work as hard as we do in our, oh, in our just press. Just because you have those three guys sitting back there doesn't mean you can leave your man and they're going to do the work. That. They're just going to clean up for you. You make them look bad. They're, they're in a zone so they can attack the ball and be and – Not be, mark your guy for you. React, not be reactive. Like why are you marking that man if you're not I, even going to mark I him? I agree with that. I agree with that. So it doesn't keep me up at night, but it's a, <laughs> pat- it's a pattern. Yeah. And the other pattern is we aren't good when we're losing. No. We looked bad in the second half. Yeah, it did. And like I, I couldn't see um, – and after – I'm going to say I left after they scored their third goal. My, uh, I don't remember a single children thing. Were, it was like 11 o'clock <laughs> central time for my children, and we were catching a flight. Oh, man. Uh, we were catching a flight at uh, – um, I love how – I'm going to take a break here. Or not take, I'm going to take an aside. 
I love how polarizing Jack Grealish is. He just has that that Beckham like yes. like eighties. And I hate look. him, so I know what you mean. Yeah, and like, he's just a people lad. love to hate him. He's a lad. <laughs> he you is. know, he's oh, there's a have you seen the Twitter? Uh uh-uh. uh. There's a Twitter called like I fucking hate or I fucking love Jack Grealish. I don't remember it. It popped up one time and I I literally spent two hours. Yeah. It's like him at the casino in Vegas with his girlfriend. <laughs> just saying ridiculous things. Him dropping the trophy on the bus. I mean, he's that guy, right? Like He would have played high school football and been a star quarterback in Texas. Oh, for sure. But anyway, so anyway, back to the, back to the game um, and back to the goals. Yes, that's a, that's a disturbing pattern. And not that we're not great playing from behind. We are not. But, but, but that's a good point. Yes, we are not. And luckily we haven't had, had to too much this season. We're, in the football analogy of being three yards in a cloud of dust, like we need to control the game and score first or keep it even. Yeah, and here's the deal. Like, I guess generally if we're behind, that's showing that the other team is keeping the ball and taking, taking their chances. And that's going to cause us – like. Because we're going to be tired, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's tired legs. It's hard to play defense when you're tired. Yes. If you're losing. Or to, so no. It's easier to play defense when you're tired than to attack when you're tired. There you go. Yeah. When the James gang gets behind, we can't attack. Like, we're old. Yeah. Like, we're going to play our game. The legs just get a little bit heavier. Yeah. You know? So, um, I, left after, I left after the third goal. Uh, other than, like, on the field. Other than J- Gomez being... I thought it was his best game. Yes. Uh, they had two really good players that like that moon guy and that Guido guy were really good. And they, they just, they controlled the ball. They were moving it all over the place. Um, and the, the only, uh, non juveniles got into the game. That's, that's some, what, what, what's going on with that, man? Oh, the bench, the injuries. Yes. Well, well yeah, ton I, of injuries. Like, this is minor league soccer. Do they need to sign someone? Like, what, what are they going to do? <sighs> Vamos Toros Ben. His big breaking news is that we signed a backup goalkeeper today. So <laughs> We did. We did. From the, uh, from the menace. From the Des Moines menace. Oh, and, a little USL 1 to USL 2. He reads like, uh, like the American. He's SMU kid and uh, went to Des Moines. And All right. know, that'll, be our back, that'll be our backup keeper. He's not. Have we been playing without a backup keeper other than the academy kid? He has to get a permission slip signed every every road trip. <laughs> Is it uh, something with a B? Right? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, well, I've got a couple. I've got one more frowny face to hand out. Okay. Uh, what did? I don't know how I want to phrase this, but uh, was Jordy Dellum in the game? Yeah, I know, right? He's supposed to be playing a fairly important position. Kind of like, was he playing Abu's position? And like, I don't remember him touching the ball. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, 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 I remember Abu touching the ball a lot every game when he's on the field. Was it Jordy Delent? Because, I mean, Maloney was playing Maloney. Maloney PC was PC. playing PC. And so, somebody had to play Abu, right? I don't remember him stealing the ball or passing the ball. When I saw him not mark someone is the first time I noticed him all game. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jordy Dellum. But now the like, last game where he played a bu- played a bunch, he was good in the in the last game. The, the last game at when home. he played center back. No, not the oh, one. Where, okay. not the one in Monterey. Okay, um, this last one, this last one at home. I thought he was good. Well, this game he looked like he didn't want to be there or something. He, he looked like he wasn't there. I literally was watching the game and count. 
multiple times thought, who's the third center mid? Yeah. And, and then I had to look at the phone. I mean, I, I had my eyes on Nick Moon torching uh, Carter Manley the, the, the entire game. And I, so, but, I, but I would like to hope that I would have remembered that he, he did nothing. You're right. Uh, well, you, okay, question. Do you now know who the real t- team MVP is after this game? Um, I think you're going to know the answer to this question. No, what? I mean, everything comes from one man. Oh, from Abu? <laughs> there it yeah. is. Like, yeah. Abu doesn't play the middle, so we got to move Maloney in the middle, right? Yeah. Delham's got to play because we need a center midfielder. I, I'm trying to think when he's been out this season, because I know he's been out. He hasn't played every single game the whole game. But hear me out. Why is Maloney not at right back? Because Abu's out. Abu's not in the middle. Right. So now we got to play Maloney. I mean, uh, Manley. And Manley's getting torched. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, domino effect uh-huh. type thing. Without A, you're losing a bunch of skill in the middle. Then B, you're having to play people that they're not at their most comfortable as well. So they're not in positions to succeed. And you're taking them out of a position they're... You have to replace them at their positions, too. As well, right. Which means that you bring... We, we didn't have possession and passing like with Abu, though. Like, did you know that in the... It was, the numbers weren't that different than normal. The numbers weren't oh, that different no. than normal. In, in the first half, we've completed 51% of our passes attempted. Yeah, that's a 50, bad number. 50 on passes. That's a bad number. <laughs> well, there was a lot of... Because Abu wasn't there, a lot of the ball in the air, like, try to knock it forward into the channel and then press them. Yep. And that was... That was our offense. That's exactly what I mean. Like that passing range that he offers. Yeah. Short, long, diagonal, sideways, forwards, wasn't backwards. There. It wasn't there. there. That's a, that is a really good point. And I see what you're getting at. And we I, can't, totally, I totally agree. We can't lose him. Like, I don't know, him we, far. Yeah, because then, because then our offense becomes that when we first started playing this and we didn't have him or somebody like him and – we're just like, Ugh, they're just kind of banging it out of the back and then hoping the other team screws up and yeah. and then that's it. You know, there's, like, no, there's no link. Yeah, there needs to be a link. He was the missing link Saturday and PC, night. That's, PC can't do that either. He can't. No, and Maloney, Ma- Maloney can't do that. Maloney's better in the final third than I thought he would be, but he's not going back and getting the ball from our guys in the, in the, back, the back three. He's not... He's not turning a guy. He's not linking and, up. And creating like five yards of space with like two touches. No. Nope. He's not doing that. Possession. Just simple. We needed to calm the game down multiple times and there was nobody out there. Yeah. We, it had to be played at a frenetic pace for us. And they were able to take the air out of the ball and, Dude, and, take, that, and take that out. Jordy Dillon, like, eek, I'm surprised he didn't do that. I am surprised because he has the pedigree. Yeah. Uh... Panic stations, Clayton? No, not at all. They're this number two team in the in the in the league. We were missing three to five really really important players for us, you know, like and um, or th- let's say three really imp- important players. Yeah, you know, and um, and a couple like we score the first goal, things maybe get a little different. I was gonna say enter the multiverse. Connor Maloney's blast. Goes in off the post instead of out. Yeah. Well, we, it wasn't a blast. It took a deflection off the keeper. And keeper then, saved it. And then Dylan wasn't. Dylan wasn't following up. Dylan. Dylan stopped on that play. But the, you know, I mean, who multi multiverse that that goes in? Do we win the game? No. Uh, they they get a, they get a goal. 
they, so they, they, get, they get a goal. Oof. They get a goal. So we need to finish above them. They always look like they were going to score. We need to finish above them so we don't play out there in the playoffs. Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah. I, and I don't think they're going to get – they look like they have enough talent that they're not going to go through any kind of real swoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They look good. I mean – I think potentially we could swoon. I'm not, not going out <laughs> the panic station. But, like, if, if Abu's out for an extended period – Oh, yeah. But – I think kind of what saves us is there's some problem. There's some, there's some teams that aren't anywhere near as good as Orange County that we can that we can get results against even when we're not at our best. For sure. What's your conference preview then? Maybe. Or let's talk. What's coming up then? I mean, do you want to move? Like, yes, I do. Yeah. So we've got a game tomorrow. We're playing Loudon FC. <laughs> Question, Matthew. Where is Loudon? I think it's like it's definitely forty-five minutes from DC, because this is DC United too. Yeah, I should have phrased it. What state is Loudoun in, or what Commonwealth? Virginia, I believe. I think it is too. Or I is it, it in is. Maryland? I, uh, I, thought, I thought. Or West I, Virginia. I was gonna say seventy thirty Virginia, like or and then thirty percent Maryland. I do know they have a purpose-built five thousand seat stadium, two years old, just for this team. And D.C. is having a problem. You know they're going to be – this team is staying in USL because the lease on the stadium says they have to be in the second division. How is – how does Loudoun have a, have a USL team? What, what is Loudoun? D.C. Is United 2. Is that what they are? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are 100%. they affiliated? I didn't know yes, that. Yes, they're 100%. They just have a different name for fun. I didn't know that. Yes. So you're going to see the D.C. Youth, youth Youngsters. Is that what that is? Uh-huh. Is that what they are? I am. I know this. I'm not bullshitting. Okay. I haven't looked at their roster. They have I mean, a little. I'll, I'll see their their game. And I'll see the result, and I'll be like, "Huh, that's, maybe I should do some <laughs> research on this team at some point in time." And I just have never done it. You know. So this is good. I, I didn't. I didn't. So that's that's who's coming to town tomorrow. Yep. Eight o'clock Wednesday night at You're the stadium. Go, right. Yep. You. I'm, I'm gonna go. I might go full crocketeers and go eat some pizza under the bridge and shit. I uh, I don't know if I'm gonna get rowdy, but I'm I'm going and I want to uh, I want to take take in a little vibe and then uh, and then I, I want to see us get back to winning ways and and if this is what the, if they, if they are what you say they are yes they are then um, <laughs> then we should handle them. That's exactly what I said. What do I want to see? A win. Like, get the momentum back. Yeah. Good good vibes. So, and another reason I play our house in the middle is we're back home for three straight games. I thought so. Do, double, double entendre. Here we go. Saturday night, the 13th, Las Vegas Lights. And then the 20th, RGV Toros. Two Saturdays in a row. I kind of, I'm kind of more interested in the Las Vegas game since they're not a two-team. Although they're kind of LAFC, yeah, too, aren't, they? aren't they? Aren't they, they affiliated are. now? Tony Leone, yeah. They had some players from the youths, remember? Mm-hmm. And um, um, I, I don't think I'm going to get crazy this Saturday because my oh. son's birthday is on Sunday, uh, and we got a party. I'm going to do all that kind of stuff. But maybe next Saturday we get a little loose. If you were thinking about his, doing his birthday is this Sunday. Yes. Oh. Yes. So I gotta do party stuff and get ready for that and everything. Blah 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 blah. You wanna do panini 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 tailgate on the twentieth? Yeah, that sounds to celebrate good. the end of the homestand. And maybe you were talking about getting a, a group of fans like I, back to school. I do people together and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. that would maybe that would be interesting. And that's kind of a rivalry game with RGV. It's a Copa Tejas game. Ooh, which we own already, right? Yeah, it's ours. 
Uh, I can look at it. That yeah. Well, we'll get to that next week. But I may have oh, a. Oh, t- speaking of hardware, did you see my hardware when you walked in? My uh, no. Uh, you can see it on the way out. It's the my uh, Europa Super oh. Europa Super Cup trophy. Go oh. get it. Come on, go bring it. Go bring it out the here. Ownership group that celebrated. Yeah. Uh, I may tailgate Saturday also because I don't have kids. Okay, we'll, we'll so, see. Two home games. We'll be. I'll be. We up. have three. We have three consecutive home games. So come on out. To, we'll we'll see you out there, guys, uh, listeners out there tomorrow night. We'll we'll be out there for sure. It's gonna be fire tomorrow night. Um. Night. Oh, is it? Oh, there's the trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's a very honorary place, Clayton. Whoa! Look at this Telemundo feed. Yeah, they know what they're doing. Woo! They um. Anyway, uh. So, are we moving on now? Panini, Panini, Panini! I'm ready to get Panini. World Cup Preview, brought to you by Panini, Panini, Panini. We've got stickers, we've got books. Yes, we do. we got stickers. How about you? Panini! This week, Costa Rica. The Ticos! Group E? Still on Group E. Still, This is our final team in Group E. We've given you Germany, Japan, and Brazil? Spain. Spain, sorry. You say that's an e, not that tough a group. I say it's a group. Of I don't death. think it is, but we'll t- we'll talk about that later when we do the final World Cup preview show. Before we go any further, listener on Twitter, ooh, I'm blanking on who it was, the name, but couldn't believe that we didn't mention Hansi Flick last week. Whoa, talking about the D Manshaft. Thank you, listener Kathy, for mentioning D Manshaft. Um, that it was D, not Dare. Yeah, just so we know. Uh, and Mannschaft is feminine or something like that, right? Sure. Or, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, D is feminine. Hansi Flick, I mean, I don't know. It was on Twitter. Said, couldn't believe it. We kind of got at it, though. Like, was Klinsman the fool and Lowe was the genius? Was Lowe the oh, genius yeah. and Flick? They all say that Flick's the genius now. It's kind of like whoever used to be the coach gets blamed in Germany. Yeah, like for whatever downtime you have. Which is which? I guess is nice, but anyway. I mean, Jurgen Lowe won a World Cup, right? Yeah. And they say that Flick was the one responsible now. Right. But there it is. Okay. Costa Rica. The Ticos. Matthew, what do we know about the Ticos? Well, we know them well because CONCACAF. CONCACAF representatives. <laughs> you sound bored. <laughs> yeah, I'm not bored. I just I don't have a ton about them. They look old when I was looking at their roster. Old squad. Yeah, like notes. every player that I know on their roster. I know a lot of them. Still there. They're still there. And like, like, I don't know. Are they going to embarrass? Uh, are they going to embarrass CONCACAF? Did they embarrass CONCACAF last time? Or do they get away? Do they get away because they made the quarterfinals like... Two World Cups ago, and so they have that goodwill where it's like, "Whoa, man! They don't you remember? They made the quarterfinals like two World Cups ago." They also didn't lose six nothing like Panama. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Yes, that's who I'm thinking of. I was at that game, so I remember it. Yeah. England, England thought they're going to win the World Cup after that. Yeah. So you referenced 2014, their best finish ever. They beat Greece, which I didn't even remember. Eh. Greece was in the World Cup. I know. Eh. On PKs five three. Well. Greece never scores goals. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the quarterfinals, they did take the Netherlands PKs, lost on PKs. But I remember Kaylor Navas had like that crazy game where he like he saved like 25 shots or like, something like that. Against Greece, 15 saves. Yeah. He he singled not 
they had some decent play. Like Brian Ruiz was a decent player and still is, I guess. Like He's I mean, so he played old. at a big club in Portugal back then and stuff like so that. So old. But like when Dempsey was at Fulham, he wasn't much worse than Dempsey. Kaylor, but Kaylor Navas, I mean, he's been like the backup at Real Madrid, not Real. Yes. Well, PSG. Yeah, Real Madrid. But he was. Well, he was at Real. He was at Real Madrid before, wasn't he? I made my face about backup. He started for Real Madrid for five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he became the backup, and then he went to PSG, did great, and then became the backup also. That's crazy. Of all the the American keepers that we talk about, the American keeper greatness, best CONCACAF goalie ever, right there, Kaylor Navas. I mean, he's got to be. At Real Madrid, he was world-class, right? Yeah. Better than any of our keepers have ever been. I mean, it's not like they're just going to have him start and be around because he's a novelty act. Like, oh, he's from Costa Rica. Like, we could sell jerseys in Central America. No, no, you know what I'm no not a big like, market. They're, they're not going to make that decision at Real Madrid. I started uh, – I'm getting excited, Clayton. This inspired me during my vacation. I started writing down all of our catchphrases for each team. Oh, yeah? Like, uh, P is for pedigree. Do you remember who that is? No. Portugal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My catchphrases, I oh, guess. Oh, okay. Uh, population, 4 million. Um, Uruguay. Yes. Would be also correct, but this is Croatia. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> this one is in Kaler We Trust. Oh, look at me. Like natural, oh, yeah. natural little. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because he's what, 37 or so? Yes. So good. I mean, he is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we always, we try to mention a player, you know, if not necessarily for like the, oh, be on the lookout for this player, but like he's, he's like we team. said, we, we've been talking about him for the last two minutes because there's not a ton of other things to talk about with Costa Rica, but he's worth mentioning and worth talking about. If they didn't have him, do you think they would have made the last two, three straight Probably World Cups? not. Probably I'd put Honduras ahead of them or Jamaica. Because they play this defending style, right? And when we lost to them 2-0, he had a save in that game that changed the game. And they have their wingers try to bomb forward like that Oviedo, Brian, Brian, but, Brian yeah, Oviedo. It all something. starts with Ruiz, though. I mean Ruiz, with Kayla, right? Like, yeah. If you don't have the keeper to do that. And they've had that Joel Campbell of guy that like was an Arsenal, you know, and never really materialized at the club level, but he wreaks havoc whenever he plays us the United States. You know where he is now? He's in Mexico, isn't he? Leon. Yeah, he's in Mexico. Team I went to go see. Yeah, he's in Mexico. He's their starting center forward, Joel and, Campbell. And, and he's probably he probably scores a lot of goals in the Mexican league, yes? I mean, he's good. Yeah. He's not great. Yeah. But remember he was an Arsenal product and they kept loaning him out and loaning him out and they never gave they never gave him a chance and he he like went to Matt Miazga land like and just got loaned out to the point where he's just like fuck it I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna write it. <laughs> just in. The towel. I just can't wait for the World Cup now because I'm I'm looking at this. We got the Gara Charua Uruguay. P is for pedigree. The Black Stars of Ghana. South Korea. I don't know mine. I can't find it. Switzerland. Can I keep going? It's just boring. No, I like it'll be something to come back to when the games are actually played. Oops, well, I'm coming say, back remember, to Remember what I said? Well, we're now halfway through our preview, Clayton. This is 16 teams. Oh, man, are we? This is where we got ten, nine minutes left. We're good for our free Listeners, kick. let us know. Do you like the panini? It doesn't really matter if you do or don't. don't we're going to keep doing it because we're, keep we're, halfway it. In, we're halfway in, right? We're not quitting now. Well, you know, I'm hoping slash planning to go. And now I start doing this because I'm like, oh, wait. It's close, man. 16 Dude, weeks. So the, you know, the European leagues started 
and I heard an announcer say that the average at the in the champion at the championship level, yeah, they will be playing a game once every three point eight days because of the month that they're taking off for the World Cup. And like, I didn't feel sorry for them or anything, but I mean, like, that gets like, oh man, it's on us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's close. Hey, we're doing our preview. We're through half of the group. We're sixteen weeks away, essentially. Yep. Uh, don't watch. That was Switzerland's tagline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Cinderella story, Canada. Uh, Die for Germany. I'm ex- it's making me excited. Free kicks! Brought to you by Trevino Tile and Ceramics. For three generations, Trevino Tile taking care of your tiling and ceramic needs. Trevino Tile, ask for them by name. Well done. Yeah, nice. thanks, man. <laughs> Free kicks! I'm keeping mine on the USL level. But you sent it to me, and I hope I'm not taking yours. Oh, no. Orange County, the little guy versus the big guy. David versus Goliath. What happened? No one knows. who. So let me explain just briefly. Uh, Matthew sent me a a text or an email or a Twitter or something. Los Angeles Galaxy is trying to get the defending USL champions, Orange County, kicked out of their stadium in Irvine, California, or not in Irvine, I guess maybe it is in Irvine. They are going to the city council um, and proposing to the city council, and I don't know whether they're going to have them vote on it or whether they're trying to get them to not renew the lease or what or exactly how they're trying to do it. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to make where, where Orange County plays the sole and only occupant of that stadium to be the LA Galaxy 2 team that is going to play behind closed doors when they play in the MLS 2 League that's starting next season. They want the city of Irvine to kick Orange County, the defending champions that have, putting, that have put money into that community and have been playing in that stadium since 2017, out for their number two team. Man, this guy, you fired up. Yes. You didn't even respond to my text. Yes. You just stole it. No, man. Dude. Fuck them, dude. You know, like, <laughs> suck a dick. Like, special interest groups. MLS. Um, yes, Trying man. to eat, gobble up the whole market. Yeah, dude, let them play. Like, what are you afraid of, man? Did you see what happened today? No, please tell me. They took it off the... Agenda? Agenda. Good. The Galaxy came out and said, we don't want exclusive rights to the stadium. All right, thank so you. So died. You know, how about maybe, like... Hey, man, can we maybe use it? Like, if you play on Saturday, we can play on Sunday. Since no one goes yeah, to the games. Yeah, I, I swear I read that it was going to be behind closed doors. Really? Games only. Those MLS, MLS 2 games are not going to be for spectators and stuff like that. So, like, that stadium gets people. They average, like, 4,500 people or something like that. It's a like cool that. stadium. Yes. I want to go there. They're the champions of USL. They I can't, won. Can't believe you got so fired up. Yeah, I, I know. No like, response. I, neither, neither can I. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't get like little guy. You know, you know what? Maybe is I read this article about this lawyer in San Antonio that's suing these mom and pop shops for not being like American with Disabilities Act compliant. Yeah. Why? Just to make money. And how like, does he make money off of that? His clients get paid, and he takes a cut of it. And, like, I read that, like, a lot of his clients, the people that he's suing on the behalf of, they have never even been to these places. Wait, it's, like, customers? It's, it's like, a class. Like, 
it's like a class action, like on behalf of, of American women. And he signs these people up and then he sues these people. And like there was an article about it in The Current. And so I was just like, man, come on, quit picking on the little guy. Like maybe that's like, maybe that's what, what I got so fired up about. I, why I got fired up about this. But Your no <laughs> response to that text was misinterpreted yeah, by me. Yeah, yeah. No, man. <laughs> you, were went, up, you were up last night well, thinking and about the U- this. And the USL, the USL got behind it too because it's yeah. a slap in their face. Yeah. And on their website, I was reading an article about it today. And I was like, you know what? I should be pissed off. <laughs> you know what, man? I thank you. And like it had all these different like people's Twitter feeds and stuff like that from around the country. Yeah. And like even people from Columbus, you know, like oh, are God. like are like boo, eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. So boo, yeah. galaxy. And like even some galaxy's own people are like, I'm sorry, dude. This doesn't represent like who we are. And like well, uh, like well. LAFC, LAFC fans. Straight uh, up trolling them, good. dude. Like you guys, you guys got. We have totally taken this town over. You <laughs> oh, know. There. So like, I got involved in this like Southern. Maybe it was because I was out in Southern California, also. Like, oh, during so they, all this. Yeah, like, like mm. you said it to me while I was out there. I so, didn't like, realize that. Maybe I was like, yeah, man, dude. Like, don't take over our beaches, bro. You know, like, stay off my way. Yeah, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's where I'm coming from. I don't know. I didn't. Oof. I didn't. I didn't go all super loud. That's so perfectly like California, not chill, chill. Yeah. Hey, man. Stop yeah. stealing our team. I know. So anyway, that, that's, my, that's my free kick. Ooh, simmer down. Yeah. What do you got? I, Clayton, I'll, be, I'll try to, let me, let me try to get as fired up as you are. The EPL is back and I am in, Clayton. Okay. I am in. I didn't get to see any of it. I know you didn't. You said you didn't watch a single game. I know. It's crazy. I almost woke up at 5.30 Mountain Time to watch the Liverpool game. That's how in I am. And that's a lot for you, dude. I also subscribe to the Poopcock. Fuck you, Poopcock. That's what we call the peacock around here. Yeah. But I broke down and subscribed because you know, you know I'm a whore for American players. And there's a lot, and there's a lot more than there have been in a while. And the big moment was there was the Dortmund game on ABC, and there was the Chelsea game on NBC or NBC Sports. And I had to make the choice. I was flipping back and forth, and the Chelsea game was awful. But I still watched more of it. I heard it was not a very good game to watch. I still watched more of it than I watched of Dortmund. I don't know if it's the Americans at Leeds and Fulham. Gio Reyna didn't play. He didn't play. Probably that there's more Americans now. But here's my selling pitch to the EPL. Because you know I've been into the German League for a couple years, right? Yeah, for sure. That's been my main thing on Saturday mornings. But I feel like the EPL for me, EPL's making a comeback. You got... Title race is going to be real. The top four race is going to be real. Lots of Americans. Lots of Americans. Relegation is up in the Always air. Always there. Everton might suck. Man U is just a shit you're, show. You're interested in story in the storylines this year. The, the plots are not good. Just, not just like the established players. Like it seems like it's break, breaking away from that. Like, yeah. You know what? Like where it's, you just know like they won't play guys that you've never heard of. Arsenal has all these good young guys that that you they never were seen so play, fun to watch, you know. But um, I'll tell you what I'm very much into this year. I'm not trying to steal your free kick. I'm I'm America because we're right on the verge of World Cup happening. Like, so I want to know how Americans' form are gonna be is gonna be. Oh, I want to. Then I want to watching lots of games everywhere, but primarily teams with Americans. 
That's what I wanted to mention as part of my free kick. I hope we don't run out of time. USMNT-Tracker. U.S. Men National Team Tracker. USMNT Tracker. We'll tell you when all their games are on TV. Dot com. It's that website I sent you with the player's picture, where they're playing, if they're in the game, what time it's on, what TV channel it's on. Listeners, I'll put it in the show notes. USMNT Tracker. You've seen it before. Remember it? Yeah, it's very cool. It just tells you the player, where to watch it on TV, yep. who they're playing against. It's got their picture. I use that a lot this weekend, man, because there are a lot of Americans. Good night, everybody. Buenas noches. See you at the game tomorrow.